Hey, guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Might I recommend, now that your young person has walked across that stage, you get them over to Leon Tailoring, get them to their career services division. That's right. In this economy, even though jobs are plentiful, it won't help you if you don't look the part. So at Leon Tailoring Career Services Division, they got the perfect thing that your young man or young lady needs to get them off into the world of work and at very reasonable and affordable prices. And heck, who knows? You might even see something for yourself if you're looking for a new job. So swing on by Leon Tailoring, their career services division, Larry Norm, Kim, and Judy, always glad to help you out. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. Well, as Indiana lawmakers get ready to wind down the legislative session, there's an issue about health care and health care costs and what exactly, what exactly to do about it. Uh, there's one group that's been pushing for lower health care costs, as Hoosiers for Affordable Health Care. And joining us on the news line is no big stranger to this program, an old friend of mine, Matt Bell, who's the Chief Policy Advisor for Hoosiers for Affordable Health Care. So, Matt, my friend, thank you very much for being with us. Always good to talk to you, sir. Great to talk to you. Thanks for uh, the opportunity to be here today. Uh, not a problem. Um, so why do you guys think health care costs need to be lowered? You know, uh, we've focused on lowering the price of hospital care for Hoosiers for the last four years. And, and it began when um, some of our founding board members attended the release of the RAND 3.0 study, which documented the fact that Indiana at the time had the sixth highest hospital prices in the country. Um, they just couldn't believe that was true, certainly not in a state where the cost of living is 9% below the national average and where, unfortunately, we earn about $0.88 cents on the dollar. And so they, they really worked to understand why are our hospital prices so high. And they, they brought together a group of national health care economists and experts to study the issue. They held 59 stakeholder meetings. Um, and sadly, the conclusion that we came to is um, – our large not-profit hospital systems charge high prices because they can. Um, and so we've worked over the last four years to address that fact and to try to bring prices for Hoosiers in line with the national average. There's no reason that Hoosiers should pay almost twice as much as folks in Michigan pay for hospital services. But sadly, with our large not-for-profit systems, that's exactly the case today. Um, there have been subsequent studies by RAND that show that our, we are now the seventh highest priced state for hospital services in the country. This isn't just a RAND issue either. I mean, we've had economists study this issue from Yale and Harvard and the University of California at Berkeley and Princeton. All have come to the conclusion that hospital prices in Indiana are just inordinately high. And that's not fair to Hoosiers. That's not fair to Hoosier businesses who are paying more to cover their employees um, and therefore less in wages in some cases. And it certainly puts us at a at a, at a disadvantage when we're competing globally in economic development. Look, so, our, our legislature has created a great tax environment, great regulatory environment, but when the cost of health care is, is, is among the highest in the country, it's harder to bring great companies here. Matt, why are, why are uh, Indiana's health care costs so high? I mean, what, what is it? Is it just, like you said, because they, they can or is there something else at play here? So I think there are a couple of things at play. Um, number one, hospitals don't act like a free market. They never will because we have a, a, a third-party payer in the middle. It's not just a, a buyer and a seller. There's a third party in there. And, and for a consumer, once they've hit their deductible, what does it really matter? I'm not paying the cost anymore. Um, we have seen an overabundance of consolidation in Indiana. Um, that is hospitals buying up independent physician practices, um, independent uh, uh, medical groups, and bringing them into the hospital. We're about 10 to 12 percent more consolidated than other states. Um, but we have um, really what, what amount to almost monopolistic conditions with our hospitals. 
Folks are really not able to shop their hospital care. Um, our, our insurance market is not competitive either. We have one dominant player in our insurance market. And so I would ask, you know, you and your listeners, if we look at the state of Indiana and 60% of Hoosiers live within one hour's driving distance of an IU health facility. And, you know, we have an Anthem insurance with a massive market share in the state of Indiana. Why would those two ever negotiate tensely against each other to lower prices for Hoosiers? It's a codependent relationship. And the loser in that equation are Hoosiers who are paying high prices for services that they shouldn't be, higher prices than they should be paying. Our guest on the program today is our good friend Matt Bell. Matt is with Hoosiers for Affordable Healthcare. He's a senior policy advisor uh, for the organization. So we're talking about healthcare costs here uh, in Indiana as Indiana lawmakers try to figure out what to do about uh, healthcare prices. Uh, Matt, uh, what has been done so far this session to get healthcare costs under control, uh, and is it enough? So I think there, there, there is some wonderful momentum uh, that could have a real meaningful benefit for Hoosiers and in terms of lower prices at hospitals. There's really a suite of bills uh, that advance through the first half of the, of the session, notably House Bill 1004, uh, creates an incentive for hospitals to lower their prices to the national average. Um, essentially, it says, you know, we, we're incenting you to do that and telling you that if you, if, you, if you choose not to, you can still charge prices that are among the highest in the nation, but you're going to have to pay a penalty if you do that. Um, the House passed version included a, a fine for insurers as well that was removed in the Senate um, through the process. But House Bill 1004 continues to move. Um, uh, we think that that has a, a wonderful opportunity uh, to make very meaningful change for Hoosiers. Likewise, Senator Charbonneau advanced Senate Bill 6. Uh, Senate Bill 6 it addresses the issue of site of service, and that is um, hospitals are, are, are allowed under law to attach an extra fee called a facility fee for services performed at a hospital. But what's happened in Indiana is that as hospitals have bought independent doctor groups or MRI labs or phlebotomy labs, they've charged that hospital rate at those new clinics even when they're not on the hospital campus. Senate Bill 6 wouldn't allow that to happen anymore. And so um, hospitals identified that as a $2 billion revenue source for them back in 2020. I imagine that revenue source has grown in the years since then. If we simply build for charges appropriately based on where they would offer, that would be immediate relief for Hoosiers. So I think that has real opportunity. Um, House Bill 1003, authored by Representative Craig Snow, focuses on the insurance side. It creates a, a, a tax incentive. Um, for employers, small employers, zero to 50, who adopt ICRA plans. And under ICRA plans, an employer makes a defined contribution uh, to an employee, uh, then works with that employee to custom build a plan through the marketplace um, to address that employee's health needs. You're not caught under one, one, a one-size-fits-all plan for your employees. Um, that insurance is portable, so employees aren't stuck with their employer. And as more people shop the marketplace, it begins to eat into kind of that monopoly that, that, that one large insurer has in the state of Indiana, providing more competition. Um, that bill also um, uh, deals with um, the very costly issue that hospitals face of prior authorization. Um, many Hoosiers have been caught in situations where their doctor has ordered a procedure or a particular line of treatment. They're forced to wait for the insurer to approve that treatment uh, before it can be administered. In many cases, the, those can be very costly delays. House Bill 1003 says, hey, a hospital that enters into a value-based care arrangement, which is kind of a shared risk arrangement with an insurance company, can forgo prior authorization. And, and, and that really incents healthier behaviors and patient outcomes kind of over the fee-for-service model that we have today. And then I think the final important piece um, that, that, that doesn't touch 
excuse me, is directly on price, but, but has a really important impact on accessibility, is the work that Senator Bush has done on Senate Bill 7, which would provide relief from non, non-compete agreements for physicians. Um, I met this summer um, with doctors across the state. Um, they, they talked about their frustration with their employer and their unhappiness um, with their working conditions in, in the hospital settings. In Bloomington, Indiana today, home of Indiana University, there is an eight to 10 month wait to get an appointment with a primary care physician. And that is because physicians cannot leave their place of employment and stay in communities like Bloomington or Fort Wayne or Lafayette or, or anywhere else because there are um, geographic restrictions that force them to leave the market for a, for a time period. Um, Senator Bush has said, hey, let's not do that. Um, let, let, let's say that, 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 that if physicians want to practice you know, in an Indiana community um, and aren't happy at their current place of employment, we'll allow them to move and stay in that community rather than forcing them in many cases out of state and then to come back after a year. It allows the doctor-patient relationship to continue even if a doctor changes employment. Uh, Senator Brown has done some really important work, too, in Senate Bill 400. Um, that also um, deals with prior authorization as it relates to the state employee health benefit plan. 60,000 covered lives under that plan, and it begins to provide some relief for the most common procedures under that plan. And it's a pilot program, so we'll study whether or not there are additional costs with that. She also deals with the issue of physician credentialing and, and, and I think has made important contributions um, on both sides of the equation, the payer and provider side, to lowering prices. So I think there's unprecedented momentum by this General Assembly who are listening to their constituents say the price of hospital care is just too much for us in Indiana and, and four or five important pieces of legislation that are addressing that. Uh, Matt, one of the, and Matt Bell uh, with the Hoosiers for Affordable Healthcare is our guest on the program today. Uh, Matt, one of the things I always kind of wondered about, uh, wondered about uh, when it comes to healthcare, and particularly healthcare prices, is uh, sort of transparency. I, I jokingly tell my friends in the hospital business that when my wife broke her wrist, uh, like 10, 12 years ago, I called around to see how much it would cost to fix a broken wrist, but but nobody could tell me. And I think it's like, okay, it's a wrist, it's broken. There's nothing super funny about it. Like, why can't I just call? get a price quote like I do with my automobile or anything else in my house. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really difficult for Hoosiers to find that information. And and, and and the other difficult part about that is 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 that price is going to be different if you're paying cash, if you're covered by Anthem, if you're covered by United. All these variables play in. It's hard to get a one-to-one comparison. Back in 2020, um, the General Assembly passed some transparency legislation um, that, that, that seeks to provide that information to Hoosiers in a more meaningful way. Um, Indiana's hospitals have been lauded um, for their work on transparency, and, and I think they they, um, uh, they would tell you that, that they were ranked in the top five nationally for that. My, my, my answer to them is I, I really appreciate you making it easier for Hoosiers to find the most expensive prices in the country. Um, but the challenge is that we don't shop for medical services the same way we do shop for cars. We, we, we never have. Typically, you know, you're going to go to your doctor and they're going to say, I'm going to refer you to see this specialist for this condition. Um, Because you're covered by an insurance plan that covers you in that network, it's not likely that you're going to say, well, is that the best value or not? And that's where these large consolidated networks really can drive up prices. I see a doctor who refers me to a physician who's in network and maybe a surgeon who's in network. And because of that third-party payer, you know, we're not going to go shop like we would for a television or a car or any other major purchase or a home or any other purchase that we would make. Um, The system is just not consumer-friendly. It doesn't operate like a free market. They really have 
much more monopolistic or uh, or in fact, they act much more like regulated utilities than they do uh, free market entities. I believe with a regulated utility, you have to go to the government to get to raise your rates. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I think that um, there's no interest in the in the Indiana General Assembly in, in rate setting or price capping, although that's what the opponents of House Bill 1004 have acutely coined the legislation. Um, but 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 it begs the question, right? What, why why can't we set goals for pricing? Um, you know, uh, Hoosier spend. I think Dr. Hicks from Ball State um, reported this week that um, I'm trying to remember the number exactly. I think it was 32.4 percent of our per capita income in Indiana. Um, we spend 32.4 percent more of our family budget on hospitals than does the average American. Hoosiers spend 32.4% more of their household budget on hospital services than the average American. If that's not a system that begs for significant reform, I'm not sure what is. Uh, Matt, I've got a couple minutes left here. Uh, one thing uh, that's been sort of uh, a, a keynote in this conversation, the point you're making is monopolies and threads and, and consolidation. Uh, is it time for Indiana government to look at uh, – perhaps doing for Indiana's hospitals what the federal government did back in the mid-1980s to the telephone company and start maybe uh, breaking up these monopolies? You know, I think it's a conversation that uh, that 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 needs to begin in Indiana. Um, truly, you know, um, we 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 see the the burden that Hoosiers are under and we have to wonder, um, is this a traditional antitrust environment? Um, I think I would prefer um, that that hospitals self-correct this practice. And it's not impossible for them to do that, and, and here's why I say that. Indiana University Health, our state's largest health system, voluntarily and publicly made a commitment in the winter of 2021 to lowering their prices to the national average by 2025. They're the largest, maybe the most complex health system in the state, and they have voluntarily, with no action from the government, committed to lowering prices for their Hoosier consumers. The other large not-for-profit systems, Parkview, Franciscan Alliance, Community Health, um, all need to make that same commitment. And, 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 and they can because IU Health has paved the way. That's the ideal solution. If hospitals would, would simply commit to being the community benefit that they were created to be and not to turning Hoosier patients into profit centers for themselves, then legislation and regulation would be unnecessary. Unfortunately, the large systems have shown no interest in lowering their prices. Only IU Health has made that commitment. And I think that's why the General Assembly is looking so closely at this situation. So, Matt, uh, we got, uh, like I said, about three weeks to go and some change before lawmakers uh, sign a die. In other words, uh, as I say, that's Latin for get the hell out of here and call it a day. Uh, <laughs> what, do you, what do you see happening over the course of these next three weeks with health care and affordability, if, if anything? Um, it's a difficult business to predict the actions of the Indiana legislature, um, as, a, as a wise um, reporter once told me. <laughs> uh, but I will tell you that um, I, I have not seen in the last four years as much tangible momentum uh, to, 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 to make an impact on this issue as I see this year. Um, I believe uh, that, a, that a significant and robust Legislative package will be enacted. Um, I, I hope that it's a package that um, that creates a, a goal for hospitals to lower their prices. Um, I hope uh, that it that it includes 
language that that addresses this this idea of charging hospital fees for services offered in your you know neighborhood uh, physician clinic um, or site of service. Um, I hope that doctors have the freedom uh, to find the right place to practice in the community they want to live in and don't have to move. I think that there's a good chance uh, that at least significant elements of those plans, plans will pass, and I think Indiana will be a lot better off when it does. All right. We've covered a lot of ground in our conversation with our good friend Matt Bell. Matt is a policy analyst with the Hooges for Affordable Health Care. So, Matt, my friend, as always, thank you very much for being with us, and I'll see you over at the legislature, old friend. Sounds great, sir. Have a great day. Bye-bye. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.